I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. Welcome to Checking Out the Competition, Flyers After Dark Edition, since we will not be seeing the Vancouver Canucks until, God, 10, 10 p.m. on a Saturday. It's going to be late. That's all that I know, especially for me, because I keep old lady hours. But ahead of the game, we are joined by Kent Baskey of Nux Misconduct, which is the SB Nation Vancouver Canucks blog. Kent, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing very well, thanks. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for agreeing to have this little chat with us. I think it's going to be fun. Um, I wanted to kick off with probably the best thing going in Vancouver right now, which is Elias Pettersson. And Flyers fans seem to be thinking a lot about this kid just because it was the same draft as Nolan Patrick. And Nolan Patrick is not doing Elias Pettersson things right now, but he could maybe in the future. Um, so in your opinion, is there any reason to believe that this kid is not the real deal and this is just kind of a fluky first season? Uh, honestly, the way things are going with Patterson, it's almost like we may not even know how good he is right now. Oh. Yeah, it's scary because I think the thing that we're seeing with him right now is he sees the game and thinks the game on, on a level that the majority of the guys on the ice are not playing at it's i hesitate to use um the com- you know comparisons too much because you know that caused a big kerfuffle when someone said oh look at that he shot it just like gretzky and that <laughs> blew up and um you know there's a certain player who plays for a team in alberta hmm. you know, somewhere around the capital of alberta who when his name is mentioned in the same breath as Pedersen that kind of sets people off but there's definitely some similarities into the way those two players think and see the ice and I think that's the thing that has everybody so excited is we haven't had a player like Elias 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 Pedersen (laughs) it's been a while since I've been on a podcast so I'm nervous of all things um and you know the way he plays we haven't had a player like that since Pavel Bure so you know with the last couple of years being the way they have been in Vancouver it sure it didn't take much for us to get excited but they're very excited and it's looking like he may be the steal of of the draft for sure I mean god if he even keeps up with like half of what he's done this season for some length of time in his career it is for sure going to be the steal of that draft and it's actually pretty cool that you mentioned um, the way that he sees the ice, because I actually was just finished talking about the Oilers uh, with Pat Olson from Copper and Blue. And one of the things we talked about is how like a brain like ours can't really even comprehend the way that Connor McDavid sees the game. Like it's just five, six moves ahead, looking at places on the ice that no one else is looking at and knowing that a guy's going to be there in two minutes and that he should put the puck there. It's just wild stuff. And if Pedersen's even half that good, yeah, have a lot of fun. In a way, it's he's kind of like, you know, because we, we had players that were sort of like that in the Sedines, mm-hmm. but he's kind of like two Sedines in one. 
you know, I guess that would be a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, Someone figured out how to just mush those two into one man. Yeah. Now, now if we could just get everybody to stop talking about how he's too small to play in the NHL. I mean, yeah. the, the man is six foot two. Okay. <laughs> he may not be the heaviest dude in the world, but you know, I think everybody's going to be really scared if he puts on 20 pounds. Oh, so they should be thankful he weighs what he weighs right now. Because if he puts on that extra weight and he starts laying out dudes. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's game over. So You have to wonder how many exceptionally good short and skinny hockey players have to exist before NHL GMs will stop being obsessed with size. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, <laughs> Brian Burke's going to be Brian Burke, right? So... <laughs> So speaking of Pedersen, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about is um, I saw an article on your guy's site about the Brock Besser-Elias Pedersen duo and how those two together um, kind of exam if you examine them alongside some of the other high-scoring duos in the league, they're among the best. Um, but I noticed in that article that they're shooting like a super high when they're together, 17 and a half shooting, yeah. which is high. Um mm -hmm. Do you think that this is just a little luck with these two, or are they really just this good together? Uh, man, you know, it's it seems like they were made to play together. You know, Pedersen, sure, he's got he's got an amazing shot, but he also, you know, he has that ability to think the game and make these crazy passes that no one, you know, they're almost Sedin-like in, in their, you know, audacity. And Besser is a born sniper. You know, he, he lives to shoot the puck. And so that matchup is really good. And basically now it's just finding them that other winger. Uh, uh, mostly they've been playing right now with uh, Nikolai Goldobin. And he's he's been doing really well, uh, especially because his, his focus this year has been a lot on a two-way game. Mm -hmm. So, and that's something as well with uh, Pedersen that he doesn't get a lot of credit for right now outside of the the Vancouver media circle is that you know his his 200 foot game is something that really took everybody here by surprise in that you know he's not giving up the puck a lot and he you know he's focused on you know getting back on the back check and things like that so it's been a, a nice a, a addition to the the Canucks in that you know defense is just such a sore spot with this team yeah. so to have a, a, a guy who can go out there and lead by example is, is really good um but yeah definitely these two guys i you know maybe the shooting percentage will drop a little bit but i i think besser too probably has a lot that he would like to show people after last season where the you know he ended it early because of injury and probably felt that he you know had he stayed healthy he probably would have had a little more consideration for rookie of the year. Oh, so. I think so for sure. I Besser's one of those guys who I feel like, especially out here on the East Coast, we don't get to see play a ton. Um, and so we don't really hear a lot about him. And particularly because he's been on, you know, a not great Vancouver team for his entire yeah. career so far. You don't hear a lot about him, but then you watch him play and you're like, oh man, this kid yeah. is good. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if those two, I mean, it's, just objectively as a hockey fan is going to be super fun to watch if they stick together for a while this season. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, they're Travis green's not a guy that likes to roll the lines a mm -hmm. whole lot, 
you know, he'll make little tweaks here and there if things aren't going like we saw that in the last game against Columbus, where in the third period he started mixing things up a little bit to try and get things going, you know, and it ended up working oddly enough. But for the most part, the lines have stayed pretty static lately, even through the uh, losing streak. So we'll see how it goes. But for the, for the time being, I, I can't see how they're going to separate these guys. They're just too good together. Yeah, it would be pretty crazy. But yeah. um, I mean, just kind of like from an outsider's perspective, looking at the roster that the Canucks have on paper, a lot like the Flyers, I feel like on paper, it, I mean, it looks like a pretty good team. Like it, it's not, you know, there's aren't, there's some holes, but not anything glaring. And then there's a lot of top end talent that you think might compensate for that kind of stuff. A lot like the Flyers, um, but also a lot like the Flyers, the results haven't really been there for you guys. So what do you think is holding this team back? Uh, well, defense mostly, um, you know, goaltending has been an issue. Um, Jacob Markstrom's been good the last three games. I mean, he stole the game in uh, Columbus on Tuesday night. Um, but overall, I think mostly it's, it's just defense. They, uh, you know, it is going to start getting better. They do have Quinn Hughes coming in next year and, and this kid, you know, looks like a bona fide stud defenseman which is something that the Canucks also haven't had in a long time you know so um right now we're trying to deal with guys like Michael Delzato and uh Eric Gabranson although Gabranson has had moments this year where he hasn't been too bad but you know there are other times where it just there are guys playing here who just look like they're so easy to play against you know yeah we we know that about michael delzato you can't expect too much from him because he's got to focus on his dj career yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> and uh you know there there's definitely an opportunity for him in vancouver in that respect so but uh is vancouver a club town i've never been there well no it was just there was a big uh deal with the the actual in-house dj at the arena he got fired and then they the replacement actually played uh chelsea dagger oh my god yeah nope, hear that song. wow yeah especially in that arena it was like it turned into a really big thing and some wow. people are like well you're overreacting but other people you know rightfully so are like look if you don't know anything about the history of this team and that song you don't know this team at all yeah right yeah so like even the owner ended up making tweets about it and apologizing for the situation and the whole bit so oh my god yeah. that's amazing yeah it was pretty crazy but uh yeah so oh one thing i did want to point out i was talking about uh gold open mm-hmm. but um they actually have made a change on that line with oh. uh Le- josh levo has been playing with them over the last couple of games since since the trade yeah since you are bringing him up um there have been a a couple of roster moves that you guys have made this month um which is cool because not a lot happens in december but um just to lay it out here for anyone who doesn't know you guys waived uh leipzig leipzig oh leipzig Leipzig, and he um ended up being plucked away from you by the los angeles kings Mm -hmm. and then you brought in josh levo livo levo i'm going with that from the Leafs. Um, do you expect either of these moves to make a measurable difference? I guess maybe 
Lito's been a, a really good fit with those guys, actually. You know, he he's uh, he scored a goal in the last game, and, and it almost had two, um, you know, and just seems to have found some chemistry with them right away. So oh, that's cool. been good. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, he was a guy who was just in a situation where Toronto didn't have a spot for him. Yeah. You know, so they were playing him on the fourth line or sitting him. And it was just a numbers thing when, in Toronto. So they told him they would find a deal for him. And Vancouver got him for a really good price. Yeah. You know, so to, to get a guy who was never going to be part of the plan in Vancouver to, to get a bona fide NHL player out of it, I'll take that deal any day. Um, as far as Leipzig goes, um, I, you know, that's a guy I would have liked to have seen get a better shake. Mm-hmm. You know, when we, when he was playing, he he did seem to be doing you know no, no worse than any of the other bottom six forwards. But uh, you know, we were hoping that maybe he could get through and get to Utica and give those guys a hand. But mm-hmm. uh, L.A. being in the situation that they're in, yeah, I you got to feel a little bad for him because uh, as messy as you want to believe the Vancouver Canucks are, they're not nearly as messy as the L.A. Kings are. Right no, now. no, and you know. We have issues with uh, Willie Desjardins, so oh. who knows how that's going to end up for him. You know, patience and hopefully the, uh, you know, maybe he'll be one of those Willie-type players who ends up getting 20 minutes a night, you know, while uh, Kovalchuk sits on the bench or something. But Yeah, I mean, you never know. Sometimes those guys just need to go someplace else and then yep. things work out for them, so... Hopefully that'll happen. Um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you, just out of total curiosity, are Canucks fans super pumped about the Seattle thing? It's hard to say. I mean, some people are. Some people are automatically like, oh, yeah, well, they suck. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> but uh, I think it's really good because of the there's the Canucks have never had one of those natural close-by rivals that yeah. all the other teams seem to enjoy, you know. I mean, you've got Calgary and Edmonton and you've got, you know, all the California teams, you've got mm-hmm. Philly and everybody you know, <laughs> basically. Cause you know, they're all lumped together. Yeah. And and with Vancouver, it's like, well, is it Calgary? Is it Edmonton? You know, it was Chicago for a little while and then, you know, it'll forever be Boston, I guess. But you know, there was never a true yeah. rival. Yeah. I mean, Calgary, I think, would probably be the closest one, but you know, so so having them right there is going to be good, I think, and yeah. I think it'll probably you know energize things, you know, because by that time the Canucks should hopefully be better than where they are right now. I was and, just going to say it's going to be kind of cool because you know a lot like Vegas the Seattle team's going to be put into position to succeed by the league. They don't want these guys to be bad their first year out. So with Vancouver kind of rebuilding and this team kind of building its way from nothing, it's going to be kind of cool if they start to get really good at the same time. Yeah, yeah, Um, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So we are recording this on Thursday just for posterity's sake and heading into tonight's game against the Predators that you guys are playing. um, You are on a three game winning streak, which is always fun. Yeah. Um, what do you think is going right for the team right now? Uh, well, definitely they've been getting some better goaltending. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, Jacob Markstrom has been pretty much lights out for the last three games, so that's been good. 
Um, they also stopped taking penalties, wow. for, which is, I mean, this team and penalties this year, the penalty kill has been horrific to watch and the number of penalties that, you know, especially during that big losing streak, where, mm-hmm. you know, four or five power plays, they were giving up a night and, you know, they were getting like, you know, two or three goals against without fail. So you're ne- you're never going to win games like that. So yeah. they've they've been a lot more disciplined. So that's been good. Uh, when they have had to kill penalties, it's been working. Um, so overall, I think that has a lot to do with it. But you know, I think they just they got a little bit of confidence from that first win against uh, Nashville back in Vancouver. You know, breaking the streak. And uh, they've got, just been kind of rolling with it. You know, I, I don't know how much longer it's going to last. I mean, I can't imagine Nashville's going to get it handed to them again tonight. They're, you know, even with the injuries, they're still a very good team. They are pretty good. You know, so uh, we'll see how it goes. All right. So as Flyers fans, we don't get to see the Canucks too much, just twice a year. And so, you know, we know the Pedersons, we know the Bessers, we know the stud defensemen like Michael Delzato. But um, <laughs> if you had to give us, Someone who we might not know about, but who you think could have an impact on the game. Who would you tell us to look out for? Uh, definitely Bo Horvat. Ah. Um, you know, he is the the first line center, but for a first line center, he doesn't get talked about quite as much. Uh, the Canucks aren't rolling with the captain this year, just a bunch of alternates. But, you know, in, in the eyes of a lot of Canucks fans, this is the next captain. Mm-hmm. You know, he has been... Uh, leading by example, leading in ice time. And when Brandon Sutter went down to injury, Sutter was the the main defensive uh, forward guy. So he would get all the tough D matchups. He would do a lot of the uh, the face-offs and stuff like that. And Sutter and um, Horvat was asked to take over his role. So in addition to being the first line guy, he was also taking the toughest matchups and doing a ridiculous amount of face-offs so and he's done really well in that role and you know still managing to score i think he has 14 goals this year that's pretty good yeah yeah and uh he's kind of developing into like a a true power forward which is not what they were expecting to get out of him but he's certainly showing that he can play this role and play it well so yeah I, i he's a lot of fun to watch and uh you know, there have been times where he has like almost single-handedly willed this team towards winning. So, ah, sounds a lot like our Claude Giroux. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It'll be nice to see them match up against each other. Yeah. Um. So speaking of the Flyers, any players that you like watching when our teams meet? Oh, Giroux for sure. Uh, yeah, he is. He is a really like an underrated guy. I think he just doesn't sure. get enough love. Um. I've always been a Wayne Simmons fan. Mm-hmm. I like the way he plays the game. You know, he's got a little bit of snarl to his game. He's yep. got some, uh, you know, a lot of underrated skill. And he, he's just an all-around good player, fun to watch, you know. Yeah. He, he would look good in blue and green, I'm just saying. But. Well, <laughs> luck come deadline time, I think. There you go. On his way out. But, um yeah, he's one. Of, he's one of those guys that everybody says, which I think is kind of fun because he does play kind of a a real rough and tumble brand of hockey that I don't. I think 
doesn't often get appreciated the way that you know yeah the, and of course well, we're always excited when we get to see uh dutch gretzky dale weiss so. <laughs> he's he's had some actual dutch gretzky moments this season which is just yeah doesn't make any sense to me but we yeah we we were like the first time it happened when he was in vancouver you like the entire like twitter almost broke <laughs> because we were all just in shock like where did this come from and oh and then he did he repeated it mm -hmm. you know that was the thing he's not always going to do it but when he does it's something to watch it's really incredible yeah it's like it's like little spurts of just like greatness and then yeah. here you can like in the background you can hear hear like a a low murmur which is actually just every flyers fan laughing hysterically at dale weiss like deking a defenseman and scoring a goal because it doesn't make any sense but yeah okay so the last thing i will ask you is to okay. give me a shot in the dark game prediction for how you expect this thing to end up hmm. well i'm gonna give two predictions because i'm gonna say that if they lose tonight, mm -hmm. then we'll see a, a four three Canucks win. Okay. But if if they win tonight, mm -hmm. then they're gonna get blown out at home. So it'll be like five one Philly. Five one? Yeah. You haven't been watching a lot of Flyers games lately, have you? <laughs> well, I don't know. They scored a lot of goals in their last game. Didn't they help them, but they, they they sure did put up five on Calgary, but then they did the other thing where they let in seven. Yeah, see, that's the problem with Calgary is you you just you have to be able to outscore them if you want to win because mm -hmm. you know they're 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 a goalie away from winning a Stanley Cup the way they look right now. A little scary, but and we I don't we've only played them once this year too, so oh, yeah, we've got a them. yeah we've got a bunch of games coming up against them. That'll the be fun. Year. Oh yeah. Um, okay, I'm gonna say hmm, I don't know, traveling, playing like dog poop. It's gonna go one of two ways. The Flyers are gonna absolutely crush on this West Coast road trip the way they did last time in California, or everything's going to just fall completely apart and Dave Haxall's finally gonna get fired. I don't know which one it'll be, but it's not gonna be anything in the middle because it's the Flyers. So it'll be one of those two things. But if I had to give you a score, I'm gonna say three to one Canucks. All right, fair enough. Uh, I will say I was shocked that Haxtell wasn't fired after the Calgary game. Buddy, you and everybody else. <laughs> every, I think every loss, it's like, okay, is it now? Nope, not now. Yeah. Any day now, maybe. Well, good yeah. luck with that. Yeah, thanks so much. All right. So thanks again, Kent. Bassett hey, not a problem. From Nux Misconduct. If you want to learn a bit about the Vancouver Canucks before we play them on Saturday night, you'll have all day and all night to learn about them. So head on over to Nux Misconduct and read what they've been writing. It's some good stuff over there. Kent, thank you very much. Thank Let's you. Go Flyers. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation. And I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.